Welcome to The Lover, The Fighter, Fighter Edition. Good buddies. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of The Lover, The Fighter. My name's Lou, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Christopher J. Leffler. Hey. Now, uh, some of you might not know this, but Chris has, in fact, gotten a BJ before. Is this going to be like a thing with every... <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. I, it, there'll, be a, there'll be a thing, not that specifically. Okay. Well, yeah, I have gotten a BJ before, and I prefer it. I like him. <laughs> this is the uh, fighter edition of of the show, so we're going to be melting faces in this episode. This is such a fucking face melter. Like, yeah, I can't get over it. Yeah, it's definitely got some uh, some melty sections. So it's, it's like a good macaroni and cheese, if you will. <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris chose today's song, which is "Recreate" by the band Born of Osiris. Uh, Recreate is the fifth track off of The Discovery, which was released in March of 2011, so fairly recently. This was the uh, the first Born of Osiris album to feature the use of seven string guitars. I don't know if you knew that, Chris. I didn't. And this, Chris, did know. They're from sh- the Chicago area, the Northwest suburbs specifically, which is where Chris and I grew up in our high school years. Supposedly, they're actually from Palatine, which... W- which uh, was the city I was living in when Chris and I met, but that's unverified as I do not know those guys and cannot, you know, say with certainty that that's where they live. Uh, how did you actually hear these guys first, since this is your choice? That was from you. The first album we listened to a lot, right? A Higher Place. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, you threw this album my way, and it actually took me a little bit to get into it, because I, I think I was still stuck on that Periphery album. I was rocking that real hard, so I just didn't get to this. Yeah, I I felt like this. Uh, I felt like this band had too much of kind of the black metal synth influence for you. Mm-hmm. Like when yeah. I first you know told you to check it out, and you got back to me and told me what you thought of it. Um, and obviously, it was the the album before the one we're about to talk about. But uh, you kind of didn't seem sold. And our friend Dan, who's kind of my other sounding board for music and and shit like that, had similar reaction, which which basically I I, I said, you guys need to check this album out. It's fucking blowing my mind. And then they both got back to me and were like, "Eh, yeah, it's got some some stuff, I guess. And I was like, really? Why is it kicking my ass? And you guys are kind of just sneezing at it. (laughs) Right. After giving it a solid listen, though, you you uh, you showed through it. So, yeah. Um, while I still prefer the previous album, which we were talking about, A Higher Place, The Discovery, this one, is a solid record for sure. It's got a lot of really good stuff on it. Recreate is probably my third favorite song off the album after Automatic Motion and Ascension. Are you familiar yeah. with those tracks? I am. Those are the ones, had I picked a, a song off this album, probably would have been one of those two. Probably Automatic Motion for me. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of silly, but... I mean, recently listening to music, I've been just mainly listening when I'm at the gym, and I actually listen to Periphery pretty much all the way through, 
Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and be a fucking meathead for a minute. Like when I'm going to lift and uh, most recently I went in and I had a leg day. So I was doing squats and deadlifts and I ended my sets pretty heavy. But uh, before lifting, I listened to recreate and that, that always gets me ready. Yeah. I mean, this fucking song is like the soundtrack to me just killing someone. You know, it's the soundtrack to me like taking out all my bad feelings on someone else, you know? Yeah. When you when you first listened to the album, is this the song that stood out to you immediately or did it have to grow on you a little bit? It had to grow. And actually, um, I saw the video. The video came out and a friend posted it on Facebook. So I checked it out and I was like, holy fuck. And then that actually kind of made me go back and give this whole thing a full complete listen yeah the intro rhythm of this song is fucking nuts and i can see that scaring a lot of people who aren't comfortable with like non four four time signatures away right It's got a real weird kind of uh, groove to it. It's got this sort of suspended first slidey chord thing that's you know starts. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very interesting rhythmically. Like the drums and the guitars don't really seem to be doing the same thing, but they they obviously they mesh, link yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like it's you know it's some form of like five four, but it's a it's a cool definitely a cool riff. Um, am I wrong in thinking that the next section is a big part of why you love this track? You know, you it couldn't be more right. Okay. <laughs> Holy fuck. That guitar part comes in and it's just like so weird, you know, like I'm 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 sure you're gonna like put the song in here at some point, like when you're editing. Yeah. It just makes me want to fucking <laughs> run through a wall. It sounds. I mean, the higher guitar part sounds more electronic than organic to me. It, you know, it's very glitchy. Yeah, but I think that's what's fucking cool about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. I think it, it's. I mean, it, it. I think again, it's important to note that this band, as I said before, has a dedicated synth player and. Uh, it's pretty unusual for this style of band to have that. Um, the fact leans these guys sound towards black metal at a lot of points, um, but they bring it back before they get into like the cradle of filth territory, thankfully. Right. But um, it also kind of lends itself to like an electronic element, you know? So when they, when they have this glitchy kind of weird electronic sounding guitar riff, it still meshes because you're not surprised by something electronic happening since there's, you know, funky noises and electronics throughout the the songs anyway. Right. And that's what's interesting too, because, you know, especially some of the vocals are, are borderline, you know, black metal kind of. And, you know, there's, there's a whole group of bands that are coming out that have this kind of style as far as like with the keyboards and stuff. And I'm not I'm not saying that they're they're like ultra similar, but like Periphery has a lot of that ele- electronic element. You know, yeah. Sky Eats Airplane, which you know aren't super around anymore, but like they all kind of had a touch of that. What's that other fucking band called? Attack Attack. Yeah, you know? well, Attack Attack, it, it they take it into like pop territory. 
That's true. That's true. But I, the other ones totally. And I, you know, again, I think this glitchy guitar thing that they do here and other stuff on the album like that, it sort of uh, bridges the gap between their metal sound and the kind of electronic interludes that they include on the albums. Right. So, uh, which, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a fucking weirdo, but the omniscient is is actually a track that I like a lot on here. I don't know if you've listened to that one. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I yeah. kind of like Periphery. I like that electronic stuff they do. Um, I don't know who does it in this um, in this band. I, I think yeah. it might be one of the guitar players. I know in Periphery, one of the guitar players does all the electronic stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% on this. It may be the synth player that does that stuff. I don't know, but it is cool, and I, I think it has a place. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, take away from the metal stuff at all. Mm-hmm. I uh, I like the open low chord at 50 seconds in. Yeah. What is that? It's almost like a bend, but it's it's just. Uh, I mean, you know, this is them taking advantage of having that seventh string. You know, I'm sure they they tune down to like a fucking like a B flat or even an A, and it's just a low fucking chord. Um, it almost, if you listen to it, it sounds like it's like, like pulling on the whammy bar. Pushing yeah, it, they, he's know? probably lifting his bridge or something to give it a little bit of a a, a pitch. Ooh. Yeah, a little bit of a pitch bend on it. Um, yeah, but it's a good setup for the 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 genty section that that uh, with the solo that follows a little solo piece. Yeah, that fucking newly part is really cool too. Yeah. I like the uh, the palm muted riff under that solo. Yeah, this band uses that style of riff a lot with seemingly random staccato palm mutes. You know, I, I completely support that too. I love that. Yeah, I do too. I you know obviously the rhythm is written, but they seem to through write a lot of these sections in their songs. Um, so mm-hmm. so they'll just decide, okay, we're gonna hit this this thing, you know, four times, then a pause, then three times, then a fast little triplet, and then four more times, then twice. And then they all just <laughs> remember how many times they're doing it for so that they're all, you know, on point together. But on paper, it doesn't, there's not like a rhythm that repeats at any point. It's not like, you know, A, B, A, B. It's going to just be, you start the riff and you end the riff. <laughs> right. Know? It gives yeah. the illusion of improvisation, which I think is cool too. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just so you know, like people, some people look at metal and they they think it's just like fucking noise or whatever. But this this style of metal is so calculated, which which I think is really sexy. It's just you know, it's. I mean, I don't think you could really be like a, a big fucking idiot and do this because it's very you know. I mean, you got to remember the shit. Yeah, I've yeah, I've said tough. it before that you know, when people have that idea of just kind of dumb meathead guys playing this music, I mean, these riffs are intellectual. You know, they're 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 doing math when they come up with this shit. And I mean, a lot (laughs) of it is vibe, but you have to be really tight with your rhythms to be able to do this and and make it work, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, what do you think of the harmonic riff right after the solo thing? You know what I'm talking about? I do. I was actually going to mention that. I think that's really cool. I don't know. It's it's one of those parts that fucking pump me up. I mean, it's not one of my favorite sections in the song, but I think it's it's just cool. Yeah, to me, I like it, but I would have liked it better had they chosen a more melodic cycle for the harmonic notes to follow. 
Okay. Um, the way it is, it feels more noisy, which is, I'm sure, their intention. You know, I, I, if they'd wanted it to be melodic, they would have made it that way. But to me, I mean, it's cool, but I can imagine a version where the harmonics actually follow a cool melody as opposed to just being, you know, beat, beat, boot, boot, boot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, it's it's one of those parts, though, where I, like, move my head, like, you know, on the fucking harmonic part. You exactly. know? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But they could have, I think they could have still achieved that effect and just had it be a more appealing melody as opposed to just kind of the notes they hit. They're not it doesn't sound to me like a melody it just sounds like you know three harmonic notes that they hit maybe maybe it's because there's i mean there's so much melody in this song and you know that guitar player that lead guitar player he's just like you know cruising around like throwing in like yeah i mean again i think it was intentional i think they wanted this part to sound you know noisy like that i think they wanted those harmonics to sound like somebody's slashing at you with a fucking knife or something Um, yeah and it works in that way so I'm not, I'm not really knocking it. I'm just, I guess I'm. You I, wanted something. A I would bit more. like to hear it and then and then say, you know what? It's better the original way. <laughs> yeah. Hey Lou, what do you think of this, bro? <laughs> you know, I thought I would like it more, but it's actually better the original <laughs> way. Yeah. Uh, the section that follows that at a minute and eleven seconds is one of my favorites. Oh God. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, it's fucking brutal. It, uh, it reminds me of an old Coalesce riff a little, but brought up to date. Like if the guys from Coalesce were playing this kind of metal and playing it now. And I know you're not super familiar with Coalesce. Like you've probably listened to them and, and wondered why they made such an impact on me. <laughs> but Well, no, I mean, it's like basically original metalcore, metal right? You know, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It was weird. We'll do a, a <laughs> we'll do a, a coalesce song sometime, and we can talk deeper oh, yeah. about it. But uh, this riff specifically just reminds me of like the stuff I like by that band back in the day, um, off of it's, you know their first two albums, probably. Yeah, and that that one part that you're referencing, it's it's very hard, but it's very fluid at the same time. You know, yeah, it's like do 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 like I don't know, it's it's fucking cool. Yeah, it, it's I mean it's he's playing a melody it's just played on with really low chords and and played in a metal way um right it's machine like you know and it kind of goes back to that one riff that's one of my favorites that fucking you know first or one of the first sections of the song it's just everything is very you know calculated and machine like like yeah just with their timing and everything and just you know the rhythm yeah yeah I also uh, also think the little chuggy five note guitar intro piece is really effective to that. Do you know what I'm talking about or no? No. This section starts off with that like you know chuggy little five <laughs> chord thing that just intros this fucking awesome riff and. I, I like to call that the loop part because that's like that... not a, not a hundred percent necessary, but it's like something. It's like <laughs> right. It's a bridge into it, exactly. It's the part yeah. where they're they're about they're telling you they're about to start doing something fucking awesome. Get ready for the wall of death. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. As Born of Osiris does so well, right when you're getting a little too used to the brutal metal uh, metal side of things, they hit you with a super melodic guitar section in a minute and twenty two seconds. <laughs>
I really like the uh, kind of swelly part right before that. The uh, guitar bending up in the background. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. I know what you're talking about. It's, uh, their transitions from riff to riff, I think, are really effective. And it's how they get away with doing all these crazy riffs and just piling them on so much. Is they transition from them really well. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking beef in this song, and... I wouldn't really say that any of it's unnecessary, you know? There's yeah. a lot of parts. Well, they use those the melodic sections like that, kind of like a palate cleanser, which I think they need since there is no vocal melody anywhere in their songs. Yeah. You know, the guitar leads and synth work kind of need to make up for the lack of melody in the vocals, and I think they succeed more often than not. Yeah. What do you think of this guy's vocals in general? Uh, it's the synth player that has the backup, right? Yeah, I believe so. I like it. I, I like both of their vocals. I think they complement each other. Um, you know, the synth player has the, you know, a little bit higher vocal, but it's very throaty. Yeah. And, and, you know, the one guy has the fucking growl. I just think it's fucking cool. And the vocals, I think, helped a lot with the song, too. Not that there's nothing awesome about the instrumental element of it, but it's brutal. You know, as, you know, we're talking about melting faces, and these are the vocals that melt faces, you know? Yeah, this guy really doesn't fuck around too much. No. So. What do you think about him? I think that he's effective. Um, you know, he's not all Is that it too much for you. No, I mean it's just he's not all that memorable. Like when I think of all my favorite metal vocalists, this guy doesn't come to mind generally. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, when I think about my favorite metal vocalists, a lot of those guys uh, either are in bands that have like a, a melodic vocal element or they also sing as well as scream. And I think yeah. it's the contrast that stands out to me, which is why those guys stand out to me. I imagine if this band had a vocal melody, the brutal vocals would probably stand out to me more, but because it's all they have uh, vocally, it just kind of blends. Like, I think it, it's good, you know, it, it's effective, but for some reason he doesn't jump up on my list when I think of my favorite metal vocalist. Do you have an absolute favorite metal vocalist? No, I have, I go between people, you know, yeah. um, I think, you know, Howard Johnson is Howard Jones, Howard Jones, <laughs> <laughs> Howard Johnson, he, he makes great pancakes when you, <laughs> when you stop off at his restaurants. Yeah. Howard, jo Howard, <laughs> I can't decide if I should edit that or leave it. It's kind of funny. It's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the the singer of Killswitch Engage I enjoy immensely, as I know you do, too. Well, now Jesse's back. Yeah, I didn't like him as much. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not disappointed because I feel like their last album was dull. So anything to get them back on track, I'm willing to, to hang in for. Right. Um, have you listened to uh, Times of Grace? You, yeah, you mentioned it to me once before, and I checked it out, and it didn't... Uh, you know, I, I listened through the album probably twice and was like, okay, this is not bad, but it doesn't... None of these riffs grabbed me and made me want to listen to it again for whatever reason. Okay. It could have been I a mood. I thought, it, yeah, at least a few tracks I know that you would like. Yeah, it could have been just the mood I was in, but when I listened to it, I was like, um, I mean, it's not bad, but it, you know what it reminds me of in terms of my feeling about it? That Austrian Death Machine stuff, uh -huh. which is good but it's not memorable at all like i listen to it and i immediately forget it there's no riff i want to go back and listen to you know yeah so um which is a stark contrast to a lot of the as i lay dying stuff i like a lot of their riffs so it's weird you know i don't know yeah anyway uh, 
the uh, I really like the open breakdown riff starting at a uh, minute and 48 seconds. That little three note ending thing to the riff too with the the open notes, the do do do, you know, yeah. that thing I think is key. I, I, it's subtle, but it makes the riff memorable for me. Without that, it would just be an open breakdown. But with that, it's, and I think his vocals. Speaking of vocals, I think his vocals work really well in that section. Yeah, I think he sounds fucking brutal as hell right there. This is actually when the riffs from earlier in the song start to reappear. You know, yeah. this song, I, I think it's basically just it's almost like one long string of riffs. And then, then they bring stuff back at the end as opposed to like, you know, having verse, chorus, verse kind of structure. Yeah, um, I actually like how they how they did that. I do, too. It's more interesting to me than the whole just, you know, here's our verse. Here's our chorus. Here's our verse again. Oh, we're doing a chorus again. Then there's a little funky part here that's different and back to a chorus. Right. So, I mean, this is a little more compelling than that structure would be. Yeah, and starting at two minutes, um, going on for pretty much 50 seconds or so is really awesome. epic you know and those guitars fucking yeah. play it out so and, nicely and they that's when they uh that's when the key the keyboards really become obvious you know right and i think i mean again the keyboards are used mo- mainly to create a, a mood he's not like playing crazy notes it's not like suddenly they're you know it's the it's the <laughs> it's the keyboard solo from uh light my fire by the doors you know <laughs> but he did do that shit on earlier albums you know right and right. and i do kind of like it it's i mean we've talked about like uh their song abstract art before which has that like bizarre Dude, yeah right? that i know you don't like it really has to be in a specific situation for me not to feel weird about it i love it i really feel like i just picture you've seen forgetting sarah marshall yeah you know the like the vampire puppet I picture that vampire puppet like <laughs> playing it, playing it, yeah, singing for like of, of a, a piano playing that thing. It's fucking, I love it. It's so ridiculous, but I don't know. It, it works for me. I think right, it's funny. Right. I, I, I actually thought about picking that song for an episode of this at some point. I think you should. I might now that now I want to because then it'll give me a chance to play <laughs> it, and also it'll give me a chance to laugh at it with you. Right. I like laughing with you. I like enjoying things with you. I do too. Um, <laughs> I enjoy. I enjoy myself. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I I agree with you. Um, talking about the epic vibe that, that the high guitar kind of solo stuff does. Um, yeah, I, that section does feel really epic. It's a good good word to describe it. And then they do a good job of cutting the melody off so that the vibe shifts to just brutal on a dime, as evident at two minutes and fifty seven seconds into the song. Right, and then following at three oh one 
they bring back my favorite solo riff that's more um, machine-like, and they put just like a fucking machine gun guitar part underneath it. paid attention to the drums in that section oh my god yeah and i actually didn't write any notes specifically about the drums but i mean the drummer's out of control yeah that that section specific i mean he's awesome throughout but that section specifically is crazy when you listen to the drums he's doing so much stuff there yeah and then he like kicks it up and he like works in the toms and stuff yeah the uh i also love the little stutter they add at three minutes and two seconds do you know what i'm talking uh-huh. about like yeah you know it calls it to- exactly it calls back the higher guitar melody stutter effect and ties everything they're doing together like really nicely yeah this this song is just off the fucking chain yeah this is really good um what do you think of the lyrics i like the lyrics i do um you know it's i don't i don't know what you really say i mean it's optimistic you know taking back control and getting shit straight with a new world in our hands we will gain control you know saying shit like that um one of the lines that i liked a lot was don't let it be easy you need such a direction to visualize perfection yeah i thought that was kind of cool yeah, they, they tend for me to fall into the uh, sounds cool being screamed category. Yeah, you know? yeah, that too. And and their delivery on it's pretty fucking cool. You know, there's just a lot behind it. Yeah, I don't, I, I again, I as I've said on our other podcast, uh, The Least Worst Of, I, I tend to think that the metal lyrics are a little more, they're kind of showy. You know, they, they tend to be more about how cool they sound than like what the actual... Um, meaning to the song is yeah but i think that uh, that's also me being old a little bit i feel had had i had i talked about this with you when i was your age i would have had a different opinion about it but as i get Uh older and i kind of i hate to say it but as i get older and i give less of a shit you know like i i don't get as upset about things as i used to and therefore things don't bug me like they used to and therefore the lyrics don't um speak to me like they used to you know yeah. I sort of hate that, but, you know, what mm-hmm. are you going to do? Yeah. Right. No, I liked him, though. Um, you know, there's a section in it where it says, you are wrong, you are free, this is serenity. You know, I, I think it's kind of cool. It's almost a little bit like just admitting that you're wrong or being able to, you know, admit that you're wrong means you're you're free. You know, you're able to be a fucking real person <laughs> and admit your faults instead of being a fucking asshole. Yeah. Joss Whedon fucked up the word serenity for me. I can't hear that without thinking about Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I don't believe this song was referencing. So. Probably not. So as soon as I picture that, that, that fucking spaceship, you know, with the shaky documentary style camera work in space, then that's when <laughs> I, I'm taken out of this lyrical content and put somewhere else. Yeah. What did, uh, what did you think about the line, no more wasted faith because we are wrong? We are at ease with the way we've grown, and only when the timing's right, we can start to feel the stars align. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, it speaks to me more so than uh, the companion song "Passenger Seat" did in terms of like our whole Jesus talk. Um, right, and that's kind of interesting because you know, it's I definitely feel it going in that direction about you know, wasting time on something that you really don't believe in that a lot of people believe in. Maybe. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, especially. 
after our previous conversation i think that that is a good read on what the that lyric means that's what i yeah. that's the vibe i get from it and uh, because of that i'm actually going to say that the lyrics are better than i previously said <laughs> you've you've, like that. you've brought me round right there you've brought me round so Excellent. bravo anyway <laughs> do you have any uh, final thoughts on this song um it melted my fucking face off it's it's one of my currently it's one of my favorite metal songs it knows how to get me going like i said and like i've said in our in you know in the least worst of when we're recording that podcast you know i'm a pretty avid weightlifter and you know i do it because i want to be strong and i like pushing heavy weight and it is what it is you know some people might be listening to this saying like wow this guy's a fucking jerk off you know fucking meathead but it gives me a place to kind of release things that are pent up and gives me a chance to kind of mentally relax. And I know some people might think, you know, relaxing while lifting, you know, 420 pounds off the floor isn't relaxing, but you know, it really pumps me up and it makes me really grasp everything that will help me lift the weight. And that being technique or the emotion to put me in that mood to lift that weight. Now, whether that sounds cheesy or not, I mean, it absolutely sounds fucking cheesy, but um, <laughs> this song's motivating for me. It makes me feel strong. It makes me amped up. You know, it doesn't. And I like to. I like to feel that way. You know, it doesn't sound cheesy to me. So, right. But but I also, <laughs> you know, had a hard on for Henry Rollins for like fifteen years, and the whole weightlifting thing was a big part of my life for a long time. So, right. I get you. Um, Born of Osiris is one of my favorite bands in this genre and you know they stand out because of the way they walk the line between writing super technical riffs and still being accessible to someone who isn't quite the shredder that these guys are namely me they do a good job (laughs) of keeping the synth work present without coming off as a shitty black metal band and uh, all in all this is a brutal song by a brutal band we're going to start doing a, uh, a, a subjective experiment and rating these songs on a scale of one to 10, because everything is rated on a scale of one to 10, um, ex- excluding the Kinsey scale of bisexuality, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel is like one to six or something like that. But it's that's, that's it's, weird. It's not what it is. Uh, we'll talk about that on a different show. Alrighty, but uh, as far as this track, we're gonna we're gonna give it melted faces. So out of ten, how many melted faces would you give this track, Chris? I'm gonna give it nine. Nine melted faces out of ten. Nine melted faces, and here's the thing too, because we're talking about melted faces, and some people who are big fans of metal might say that you know, obviously this this fucking song shreds to hell and back, but. With the solos and the, you know, such a huge melodic element, some people that are metal fans, you know, might say that that's pussy stuff. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I think that, yeah, I mean, there's those people who don't like. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Right. So what I, what I'm kind of saying is what, and this is like almost a ten to me. I'm gonna say nine just because, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm I can't really push it over to 10 just yet but what really makes it for me is that melodic element and you know the solo behind it and like that one part that we're saying you know add the synth and like it changes the mood to it because it's it's a fucking epic mood it's like i could imagine myself you know fighting a war to the song you know in the background yeah yeah they do they kind of have a soundtrack element to a lot of their music too it'd be cool to hear them in that way 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this was on a trailer for something at some point. Yeah, I wish that uh, Hollywood would, you know, get their shit together and, you know, instead of throwing fucking dubstep on every goddamn trailer that comes out nowadays. Oh, we have no choice, dude. Anyway, I, it's not that yeah. I, it's not that I don't like that stuff. It's just you know, it's the new fucking thing, man. Yes. And, you know, like fucking. Nicki Minaj has, you know, an interlude in part of her song where there's like fucking dubstep, you know, like that bitch doesn't listen to dubstep, you know, like, come on. She's got quite the fat ass, though. Oh, she has an amazing ass. And on that note, um, this track for me, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm going to give this track eight melted faces out of ten. Um, uh, one notch under you. And that's only, I think, you know, it, it's an above average track with some damn fine riffing, but it lacks the hooks that the other two tracks I mentioned off the album um, earlier in this episode uh, have for me. And, you know, fuck it. I'm bumping it to nine because of that, that kind of uh, anti-Jesus lyric. Awesome. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that that's what he was saying, but that's how I interpret it. And because I'm interpreting it that way, he's getting an extra point. I took two points away from a uh, passenger seat <laughs> because of what I, I felt were kind of pro Jesus-y lyrics. So we're going to go ahead and give these guys a point. Awesome. So nine out of 10, I'm with you. <laughs> Death cabs loss is born of Osiris's <laughs> gain. <laughs> exactly. Well, and you know, surprising that born of Osiris would, would, you know, get points right. in that area. But um, just for the record, whenever I think of this band's name, I immediately think about Stargate because, you know, they use all the, the mythology of those gods, you know, Osiris and things like that. And there is a character that plays Osiris in a Stargate episode or yeah. few episodes. So, you know, I am a nerd. And I know you love the shit out of that show. Uh-oh. Um, comparing the show to the movie, you know, what do you think? What do you think about the movie? Okay, I like, obviously, I saw the movie first. I saw the movie when it was in the movie theater because I was working at one at the time. So I saw that, you know, the week it came out without knowing anything about it other than that it was, you know, big and special effecty and sci-fi. I loved mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the movie was fucking awesome. Um, it hit the spot for me big time. Then I didn't think about it ever again. And many and many years went by. And then at some point I was living in a situation where the TV was like, you know, a very good friend to me. It was uh, became my my social life for a period of time. And during that period, I came across Stargate SG-1, which at that point, I believe, was on like season three or four or something like that. It was a couple of years in. And I at first I didn't get it. But then once I got it, I loved it. It's um, it's funnier. There's no comedy in the movie. I mean, other right. than like, you know, us laughing at the Daniel Jackson character when he sneezes and shit. In right. the TV show, uh, Kurt Russell's character, now played by Richard Dean Anderson, MacGyver, uh, yeah. his character is funny. He, he's a smart ass as opposed to like just a hardcore, you know, Marine Military dude, guy. you know. Actually, I think he was Air Force. But anyway, uh, yeah, the show is much funnier and the characters are take themselves less seriously. And it it, the whole show kind of takes itself less seriously. But um, I love it. And I love the spinoffs, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. And I'm very sad that all that stuff is gone now. But we'll move on from this fucking dorky conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we like to melt faces and be fucking pussies. Exactly. Melt faces, lift weights, and watching Stargate. Uh, <laughs> next episode, it's my choice again, and I'm choosing the song Leatherneck by the band Every Time I Die. So uh, 
if you want to check that that song out beforehand, I endorse that decision. Do you know what album is that from? Um, that's from The Big Dirty. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite albums by them. Yeah, it's awesome, and we'll we'll get nice and deep into that song nice. next time. Uh, we also have an email address. It's theloverthefighter at gmail.com. If you have any feedback for us, feel free to send that there, and I will read it, and I will respond, um, possibly even on the show itself. Also, you can request a song or, you know, whatever. And we are also on iTunes now, so if you want to subscribe via iTunes, just uh, look us up there, The Lover, The Fighter, in the podcast section of the iTunes store. Subscribe, rate, review us. Hopefully nice things but if they're not nice uh, i guess we'll live with it tell us something we'd like to hear from you whatever i, I want to hear your feedback even if it's mean and, and makes fun of my lisp <laughs> <laughs> take a picture and send it to us uh yeah send it to in Cr- a banana hammock maybe send it to chris if it's if it's got if it's showing skin i don't want to get in trouble with my wife <laughs> send it to me if it's showing a nipple exactly more the more nipple the better and on that <laughs> and that note uh thanks for listening guys bye bye <laughs>